0: hey everybody welcome to the Mount deer podcast we're in the shop it's another great day out there we're getting closer to deer season um we're scratching around together we've got the three of us the beeve the beaves here how you doing beef
1: i'm doing good how are you buddy i'm great good
0: and we got taylor of course the mastermind behind it all we're hoping you're having a great day out there hope you're enjoying uh whatever's going on in your life, and uh, I want to thank you so much for making this part of yours, and today we're going to talk about uh, a subject that's questionable, but we're going to give our opinion on it, right? Oh, here we go. Right? Um, maybe a little bit of hunter and tracker etiquette kind of stuff, like, you know, how we
2: feel about it and maybe some of, some of our practices. Yeah, maybe a, maybe a few kind of things to do that will help, you know, keep every interaction that you have in the woods with a fellow hunter, a positive one as much as possible. Um, A lot of a few things that we ran into in 2020 that are going to work perfectly in this because we're not the only ones in the woods. And that's one of the things we like to keep in our heads um, is we're not the only ones out here. And you know,
0: especially public land, right? That's
2: right. If you're on public land, I know a lot of these guys out West a lot of you guys and gals run into people constantly. And this will be something that, you know, definitely weigh in on, definitely share this. Definitely, you know, start these conversations because yeah. you know we're all in the we're all in the same team you know hunters hunters and uh, trappers and fishermen we're all we're all in the same team here yeah. so a little something that we can all kind of work together and make sure that every day in the woods is a good one
0: mm-hmm. yep a big part of uh, being in the outdoors is especially and when you decide i'm going to go hunting on public land is you got to expect to see other people um one of the thoughts I keep in my the back of my mind all the time is like that these other people that you're going to run into especially some of them may be hunting may not be hunting right they in either way the people you run into are out there for basically the same loves that you are they're they're out there to enjoy the outdoors uh go for a walk with their dog or to uh go hunting like yourself and they're people with the same interests as you and um that's not a bad thing if anything, it's a good thing. And um, you you better kind of expect it on public land especially. So I always try and keep that in mind. And I keep that in the back of my mind. This is a person who likes the same thing as me. Right. Th- that's that's like for starters. That's always the way it is. Um, as I go out in the woods, and and of course, there's all kinds of different scenarios. And I try to also remember in the back of my mind that this land, even though public land belongs to me and it belongs to you, it belongs to everybody, I, I also don't claim the ownership of it completely. Like, and it's so easy to do. Um, if you happen to put out a trail camera and you, you, you picked a nice little funnel and you put a trail camera out there and this big buck has been coming down through and you figured him out just a little bit, Um, and if you start thinking he's your buck and this spot is yours and like, there's almost like some, some claiming of territory that happens like, and it's pretty easy to get like caught up or stirred up in, in, in that. And I always keep in the back of my mind that there's other people out there doing what we do and they're doing it the way we do it oftentimes. And they may very well happen or if they're good at it, they're, most likely to end up in the same spot you're in. Oh, for sure. It's going to happen.
1: The other thing I like to try and remember too is like, I don't know how many times we've been like at the shop or at camp or in a parking lot filling up the Jeep at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And you're talking with somebody about what you saw because we like to share. We like to share on our successes and our failures and what we learned. And I get so many people, especially when we were growing up bass fishing, don't tell, why are you telling people about this spot over here where you've been getting all these fish or why are you telling everybody about these turkeys or these deer? It's like they move. So they're not always going to be there, but it's not my deer until there's a tag in its ear. Yeah. And once you shoot the deer, you have your deer. It's not there anymore. Right. Why would I not want to tell people, Hey, this is a great spot over here. I have proof. Here's the proof. And now I'm going to share, well, it, it's definitely a competitive nature. That's where that comes from. It's, Guys, and, especially. Oh, it's, it's a big thing with ego. Are you ego. looking at me? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the biggest thing that always kind of bothered me a little bit growing up was where people are like, don't share in this information because you're going to miss out on it or I'm going to miss out on it because I also know that spot.
0: Well, it's like this innate feeling in people in general that there isn't enough of something, right? There's right, and like, and, and it's almost innate in men especially to be competitive about things, and it, it that competition, uh, uh, survival of the fittest, st- right, the strongest, the smartest will make it and do the best. Um, like, well, okay, and they may do the in general, but like, it doesn't mean that someone else shouldn't be there somewhere you know so right there's always this like a little bit of a competition worry kind of craziness Mm -hmm. that in general we don't feed into i i would say i outgrew it at, at some time and especially maybe a little bit more when you were young yeah and then as i brought you guys into hunting more by then, I was kind of over a lot of that kind of stuff. I, I know guys who have taken, you know, rubs that a buck made someplace and cut them all down so that no one else would find him and know that that buck was in those woods. Right. You know, it happened to be a good spot, and he, he cut all the rubs down, right? So, like, that isn't necessarily, right, you know. <laughs> It isn't necessarily um, what you, the extreme you have to go to, but if you're out on public land and, and you're tracking and um, it's pretty easy to be driving down the road looking for a track and you see a truck parked and a couple of guys have gotten out and you're driving another 50 yards and a buck's been across the road and they've just walked in the woods, but you don't know if they got onto that buck or not. Right. Right. So you, you sit there and you say, well, odds are pretty good that they got on that buck and, it, and they're both going in the same direction off that. Right. Right. So you, you check out what is going on on the ground. You know, you, you, you see two hunters went on to the left side of the road and a buck is on the left side of the road. Right. So you say, well, odds are that they're in those woods and they're hunting that buck, even though you don't know for sure. Right. And you drive down the road a, a mile, and the road takes a left-hand turn, and now you're kitty corner to that spot where those guys are hunting, and you drive up there another quarter mile, and there goes a buck track crossing the road from left to right. And it could very well have been that buck, and he cut the corner. Yep. And now he's dropped down on the other side of the road, and no one's following it, you know, footsteps-wise. And it's only 20 minutes after daylight. And you're thinking to yourself, well, these guys hopped out on that track first, and now the deer probably has crossed that corner and right. is now down on the bottom side. And it's like, well, should I take it? Are but, these guys going to come along? It kind of looks like the same deer, right? There's always these like decision-making times when you have to say, you know, what should I do? Right. right.
1: Well, then, then there's always the chance too that they push the deer out on another deer.
0: Oh, it could very I mean, well be a second buck. I mean, well, kind don't of like
2: know. whether you're you have to like weigh you're weighing whether you want to take that or not. You know, mm-hmm. if, it, if it's a decent buck or whatever that they're on and this other one happens, to they're not out, following. It's it. like, well, right. they're not on it right now. They're not on this part of it. Right. And it's like, well, do you want, how do you want to get that? Yeah. I think that's one of the main pieces in that scenario. What would you do? I'd probably keep driving. Cause I'm like, I know how deer move around here. That's probably that same deer. And to, one of the things that kind of sucks is like when you're out in the big woods and you're on a buck and you're, you know, doing your thing and you look up and there's a dude on your track or up in the woods ahead of you and you go, ah, right. Running into somebody is almost like you feel like you're intruding on their hunt yeah or you're already on it. And then they come in and you're like, dude, seriously, yeah, you know, that kind of like, come on, man. It. I want to be out here doing my thing. And you know, yeah, I get it. They're doing their thing as well, but you kind of you have to pick you have to pick how you feel in that scenario and you know they're doing the same thing they don't want to run into you right you know just as much as you don't want to run into them yep it's weird it's a it's a weird scenario to get into and most of the time we'll just like if we're on it and you know somebody cuts us off is what it is You know, like how many times have you been tracking a buck and all of a sudden a footprint, footprints from a dude have come in from the side and hopped right on and gone right down your track? How many times? Quite a few. Hundreds. Oh, yeah. Right. So it's like, and what do you do? You just shrug because. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And
0: and I'm not going to feel real bad about it. Um, If it's after the fifth bed. (laughs) Like we Ooh, had this man. last year, right? We take a buck and, and oh, we're, so we're, close. <laughs> we're We're getting to the fifth bed and we're thinking, oh, we're going to shoot this he bugger and it's 2.30 in the afternoon. You know, this is looking really good. We should be seeing him any second. We've been crawling since the fourth bed. And we're on it. And, and we, we were on it. The, the fourth and fifth beds were, I don't know how far apart, three, 400 yards, 500 quarter, quarter yards. Quarter ways. Yeah, long ways. And we're tippy and being careful, thinking we're just going to catch him standing here someplace, you know, and a lot of it's open so we get to go slow and we're really creepy. Good wind, snow. Yeah, but he is headed towards the road Mm -hmm. and I don't like that, right? And and we're both, oh, this isn't good. And we get down there and he slides across the road and there's no people and I'm like, oh, yes. And then down the side of the road about 150 yards and he beds down right beside the road and on comes a guy and gets him up and away he goes and we're both like, a whole day gone right and that's quite a feeling at the end of the day when you invested an entire day yeah and it's the last day of the season mm-hmm. and it's like what that video uh, will be up shortly yeah not to spoil the ending it just like in in how you how you feel you know about the person and and also to how you treat them or how you meet them or how you choose to meet them when you do right and and the way you go about it is going to be an individual thing every time it's going to be a situational right. thing every time but i always try and like keep the the main things there's somebody who likes to hunt too yeah
2: and um if that person the amount of times that you've probably happened on to a deer and a track in the woods and you're like oh sweet a track and then you just get on it and go how many people have come up on your back track and you actually cut them off and didn't know it right probably the same amount as you've been cut off so it's like well It happens, right? It happens. And it, this is public land. And that's, Mm. that is a deer that's owned by the people and not by me, regardless of how much effort I've tried to put in to get him. Mm. Doesn't matter. He's not mine. He's ours. And it's whoever gets him. That part of it is where the competitive nature comes in though. Yeah. Because it's everybody's unless you get it right
0: i have had a couple that were just extreme giants like the biggest bucks yeah. i've ever laid eyes and on it sucks track wise. it sucks
2: and i the put thing all and follow it follow
0: it and follow it and i a guy cuts me off and starts walking on it so i'm like no oh, that's too bad so i do a 90 you know i just leave leave the whole scene at a 90 degree angle yep. and i i pitch back towards home and i start going and going and i go quarter three quarters of a mile and there's a running track, and it looks like him coming from my left to right, and I took a right, you mm-hmm. know, and it's him, and he's running. And there's no one following him. And I'm thinking, that guy went up there, jumped that deer, and didn't stick with it. Now, this thing's a 260-70 giant. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm like, he didn't stick with it? What is that, right? Now, I like I said, I've only gone a quarter mile or so, and so I said, "Well, let's just wait." So I, it could, the deer's running anyway, and it's really fresh, and I'm pretty sure it's that giant. I might just well stand here for a minute and see if the guy comes along, right? Yep. Now I just stand there and stand there and stand there, and the guy doesn't come along. So I go backwards. I said, I, I got a little time. The thing's running and he's really scared and it's brand new. And I've got a little bit of time. And he hasn't come and it's been 15, 20 minutes. I mean, if it, it, there's no way he, he should have cut that corner off. Right. So I'm thinking, well, maybe I jumped him. That's really weird. Mm, so I not. said, well, I'm going to go backwards on the track for a little ways. Always fun. Right? So I take off and I go backwards on the track. And it goes almost exactly into that corner. It goes about an eighth of a mile in. And there is a the bed right there but it has a view of me. And then I go backwards some more and I come to where the guy turned off the track. He did not stick with it. He followed that great big huge thing in the direction of its bed for only 100 yards, then turned off it and went down the hill. And I'm like, why didn't I follow that guy and see if he was going to stick with the deer? Right. Right. I just, you know, where the track came together, I'm looking at it and the guy is on it and he followed it and I I just stopped right there. That was a mistake. Investigate. Because if I'd have kept going, if I'd have kept up behind him a little ways and then seen him turn away and go down the hill and ignore the buck track, I could have finished right to the bed, which was only another 300 yards. Mm -hmm. See that guy quit on that 260, 70 pound buck, 300 yards from the bed. Now, the deer had a view of where I cut off on an angle and saw me and took off. Amazingly, it ran in front of me, but it was way in front of me. So now I'm like, from now on, I'm going to check and see if the guy's going to stick with it or not. Yep. Right. So I do that now. Now I come up, I, if somebody jumps on my track ahead of me. I step in their steps. I see how big they are, see what kind of walker they attitude. are. I see their attitude and how they're going about what they're doing and see if they're going to stick with it. And if they're sticking with it and going with it, that's fine. Then yep. I, I'll turn around, bat, bail off. Right. There's been a couple of times when I did that and I came around the corner and the guy was right there. He's in front of me and he's sneaking and going. Right. So I just back up nice and easy and slide right out of there, and he doesn't, I doesn't even know I'm behind him. Right, me. and you're not interrupting him at all. Right, I'm not interrupting him, and he goes about his business, and everything's cool, and he didn't know I was there. Right. Then there's been a few where I went around the corner, and the guy's standing there looking at me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Now, now I'm tracking. I come on to a guy tracking my deer after cutting me off. He spotted yeah. me, and he's like, dude, let's talk. Oh, God. And so like, here's that situation, <laughs> right? And so I'm like, hey, how's it going? And uh yeah. are, are you on this track, he says to me, right? And I said, well, are you on this track? I have been on this track, but are you on it now? Now, right? Yeah. Because I don't want to take it from you if you're- Right, if make you feel really bad really for hopping across it. That's right. And that's yeah. okay, right? That's part so of the game. We can work it out. You know, and I've had a couple guys where they're like, uh, what do we, why don't we go together? And I'm like, it's okay with me. Sure. Who's doing the shooting, right? Yeah. You're in the front. Go ahead. I'll, I'll just, I just want to see this thing. Yeah. You shoot it. I'll back you up. Yeah.
1: Right. You, so by the way, go. you miss.
0: <laughs> well, maybe, but, you know, it depends. I'll be so, back up it. And there's been a couple like uh, Lee Safford once. Uh, I come up behind him over in New Hampshire and he, he I, I went to school with him, you know. And I hadn't seen him for a long time. So I, I had to yep. see somebody, you know, that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was great. And and I come right behind him, and he's like, let's hunt this thing together. And I'm like, okay, right? So that was great. That part was really good. Then I've had other times where I'm tracking a buck, and it's got a doe, and the doe gets me, and they jump off, right? They're not really – the doe's in heat. The buck's following her. Everything's like – is just kind of – you know they're just kind of running for me. Don't know what I was, and and they jump off for a quarter mile and do this little bit of a hook. And she's definitely and heat, and it's a monster. It's Fire Tower himself, mm. right? He rubbed on ten inch maple everywhere. Yep. This thing was a monster, hawk, right? Never never killed him. Never really saw him, but I, I did get one really good look at him, and it, it was just moments before. I, I they go about a quarter mile, and the doe is tired of the buck pestering her, so she lays down. He, he comes walking in behind her, kind of sniffs her over a little bit, and the buck moves about 15 yards past her, and now he lays down out in front of me a little bit farther. I come up behind him, and, of course, the doe, I run into her first, right? right. She gets up, and she does a, a hard right to me. She jumps downhill and down off this big steep bank towards uh, Garfield Falls in uh, Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. She we're on the north side of the falls, and she runs down in that direction, and and of course the buck goes barreling after her. And the buck, the buck didn't. I didn't get to see him, and he just saw her jump off, and he took right off after. Well, they didn't go about sixty yards and split a little bit, and the buck ran straight downhill. And there's a little small snow machine trail down in the bottom, and. He went right down onto the snow machine trail and right straight over the snow machine trail and down into this big, huge basin where uh, uh, there's a little small brook right there, Rowell Brook or something, where it comes across. and, and they, they run down in there. The doe sticks with her hard left, and they, they split right there. I, I broke them up pretty good. As I'm starting down this steep bank from the snow machine trail, I look in front of me, and here comes a guy up the track, right at me. So I just stand there and freeze, and he's coming, and he's coming. He's got his head down. It's real steep. It's really steep, real steep, for about 60 yards. And he's holding on to trees, and he's coming up the bank, coming right at me. He gets right up on top of the hill, and you know how it is when you get to the top of a big bank, you go, ah, right? He gets to the top of the hill and goes, ah, And then he turns his head a little bit to the left, and I'm standing there ten feet away. He come off the ground about a foot. Right? I <laughs> bet scared the living Were dickens right whites? out of him. I was wearing white at That's the time. Why. I had my orange on, but I was wearing white. And he just turned away, oh. and the color drained out of his face when he's <laughs> looking at me, and he's like, "Oh," <laughs> right, and and I'm smiling at him, and I said, "How's it going?" And he's like, "I said, did you see him?" And he says. See what? And I said, that giant buck track you're on. And he says, where did you come from? There's no people tracks in here at all. And I had come way in from uh,
1: the other side, up and over the the other side
0: of the fire tower, uh, Diamond, the road, the center road that goes to Diamond Ridge. That was a walk. So I had gone all the way around the mountain with the fire tower uh, in McGalloway. And, and drop downhill down into that. So I, I dropped down in there and, and I run right into this guy. And I said, well, I've been coming off this road over here, which is, you know, three miles, a couple, three miles from there. And uh, he said, wow, you walked that far? And I said, yeah. And and I said, so, uh, so what do you think of this deer? And he says, it looks pretty good. And I said, it's a monster, monster. This thing's got a huge rack, like 140, 50 inch rack. Oh, this yeah. thing is huge. And he says, well, I didn't mean to take your track. And I said, well, in the current direction you're going, you'd, you're, you're going back to
2: where it was born. <laughs> like, <laughs> you
1: know,
2: you're going back. If you want him when he was a spike horn, it's over my left shoulder about right. <laughs> like six years. Keep trucking. <laughs> now, nothing with wrong with that, you know,
0: because he just saw a running track in the snow sometimes it's hard to see and it wasn't very deep and he just didn't yes and the thing was scraping and sliding and jumping fast and hard down this about 50 foot bank and when he hits the flat road at the bottom of the bank and he skids across it he didn't have much to look at and he just didn't realize that the deer was going downhill instead of uphill and i'm sure he wouldn't have had to go 50 yards back behind me and he just, he'd realize realized oh, which damn. day the, the deer was actually going and then he would have turned around. But yeah. I met him in between so he didn't get a chance.
1: Right, right. right.
0: <laughs> so I said, you're welcome to the track. I, I invited him to take the track. I said, but he is a little stirred up because I near shot him back there and this is the third time I've jumped him now. He had yeah. the doe with him and it looks like they've split right here, but hard to tell. And he's like, no, no, if you've been out it that long, I'm not going to take it from you. You know, you, you go ahead. And I said, well, tell you the truth. I, I don't know how much farther I can go. You know, it's like three in the afternoon and it's, it's a solid, solid walk. If I can't get Jimmy on the radio, he's got a long drive to come around oh, and get me. Yeah. So I said, I don't know. And he says, well, um. I'm just going to keep going up the hill anyway. You know, I've already climbed that bank and I've come up in here already, so I'll just keep going. And I said, well, if anything, if you go hill. the direction the doe went, yep. might be a good idea because if he goes down to the bottom and then goes back to looking for the doe, and she's out here to the yep. left, you know, three four hundred yards or something, the buck might turn, and next thing right. you know, you know, stick with the doe. That's if he's in heat.
2: if he's on her that bad.
0: Yeah, she, another buck
2: might come along, he might come back. I would stick with the dough. Stick with the dough. Right. I would stick with the dough. And your, you would also learn her area, learn her where she wants to be when she's in heat and she feels safe. That's And a if good you don't thing. get him that day, you go right back in again tomorrow. That's right. That's a good thing. That you want to know her.
0: So I, I dropped down in the bottom of the buck and I said, Well, I'm gonna stick with them a little bit farther. There's this big river in the bottom, it's pretty good size and it's not easy to cross, it's pretty deep. And so I drop down in and sure enough, he scoots across the ice and falls partway and busts through the ice and smashes out the other side and then goes up on this big, huge cliff, you know, below Cedar Stream, way out there. And it just happens that the cliff he climbed has pretty good uh, height and I'm able to raise Jimmy when I get on top of that. I'm able to raise Jimmy on the radio and he says, okay, I'll come around and get you because he's been looking for me since about 3.30, right? Right. And it, it's a good half hour across this big, huge valley. The deer's running straight out. He didn't show any signs of, of slowing down, so I just kept right on hammering. You know, there's no need to wait around. You know, and I'm running. I'm burning daylight. It's the end of the day. So, right. like at the end of the day, you just need to meet the deer. And if right. you've got a chance, I'm going to do it. And if I can raise Jimmy on the radio, and I'll have to walk home. Cause it's a long way. It's an hour and a half, two hour walk to get back out of them woods. So, like, if but he could swing around. When you've got good energy, yeah, and if he could swing around, that'd be great. Yep. So when I'm I'm working my way back, and Jimmy drives a thirteen miles around in the rig to pick me up, and he's like, man. He says, you are a walking SOB. He says, so what happened? I said, well, this guy come up the track backwards right at me and blah, blah, blah. You know, and he and yeah. shot the shit and, and we had a good time, you know, but the, the buck is over on this side, hill over in here someplace, but he's just a wild, great, big, just, just a mm-hmm. wild one, you know? And like, these things are going to happen to you where you're going to run into other guys. Yeah. And most of the time, everybody's pretty darn good about right. it, you know? Um, there's also like this tapping for information. Yeah, right. That's another big part of this. this yeah, people kind of want to
2: like, you know, that's one of the things. That being somebody that's okay with giving away information, you know, it's pretty easy to find out if someone just wants to mine you or not. You know, because then you say, "Oh, where were you guys?"
1: Oh, you know. Oh, you know, up
2: over there, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, all right." If you're not going to give, then you know, I'm not. I might not be as willing to share with somebody that isn't willing to reciprocate because you know you telling people what's up doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be in your spot tomorrow nope it doesn't no nope. and if they tell you a bit of information that might be handy you know yeah. or you make a new friend oh yeah next thing you know you need you're busting out your rigs broke down or whatever and you see that guy you're like hey oh that was a guy that was nice to us and that yeah. you know you you want to build that camaraderie with every other hunter you find because it's better to run into somebody and they go, hey, hey, you know, and you have a nice friendly interaction than it is for them to be like, ugh, people in our spot. And you get that vibe right where you're just like,
0: you're lot, out here. A lot of times you run into somebody and, like, they'll instantly have that vibe. Yeah, right? they'll,
2: they'll stiff you, totally just like, mm be yep. like side eye
0: you and, and stuff it's like th- what are you that's okay it? hey whatever yeah right? seriously. you know you'll get that sometimes also too like Beav and i we've always had a pretty good practice of like how's it going are you having any fun we keep it really light it's not wh- who are you where you've been what are you doing where you're right. going right there there's there's have always you seen
1: those today what have you seen today and not necessarily like have you seen any deer today but like Right. Just like you were saying, keeping it light and
2: mild. <laughs> that, that question changes as the season goes on. End of December, you sick of it yet? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
0: And, and, of course, you can always start out with something lighter. A lot of times we'll talk about patterns. You know, yeah. I'll start a conversation. General observations. Yeah, like yeah, are, you, are you seeing any moose? And what are the moose doing? You know, now moose is an off subject when you're all deer hunting.
2: Right. right. So I start with a neutral awesome, ground.
0: Right. It is, you know, I'll start on something and just start a conversation and get back and forth. Yep. And I'll usually throw out a little something first, throw out a little bit of information first. Yeah. Do you feel you know?
1: like talking? Are right. you friendly enough to give up some of your information at all? Right. And, it, and,
0: um, and yeah. it's almost like parasitic to like demand some information out of somebody. And, and I try yeah. to never really do that. Cause that's not, that's not fair.
2: Well, yeah, It, seemed, it seems ways. kind of disingenuous Yeah, it's yeah. 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 to, to kind of keep, to kind of like ask questions of other hunters for your own kind of gain. Like if you don't, if you don't really care what they have going on and you're just out there for you, don't talk to people. Yeah. If you want to know and you're just like, you're a social butterfly or whatever, and you want to just chat and see what's up and you're not having much going on during the day and you want to like, Hey, how's it going, yeah. you know, do that. But if you're out there to get it done, don't talk to people. Yeah, Put just your go. head down, plow, mind, you know, kind of mind your own and go work on what you got going. And, right. you know, cause a lot of people are, there's going to be tons of pushback. And then, you know, you're more likely to create those kind of other fellow hunters that are willing to cut you off. If you're kind of that guy, you don't feel need enemies, right, you don't ever need right, enemies, right.
0: Right. you know, and you don't want anybody to be, it's, it's, it's tough because some, some folks are just looking to be hurt. And, you know, sometimes there's nothing you can do, um, they're they're expecting right right they're expecting things and it's easy for you to expect things of people and it's easy for people to expect things of you and you might not very well even know it right you know so there's always that weighing and of course with the world being as crowded as it is and with public land especially oh being God. as crowded West, as it is you guys you, probably pull your hair out yeah you you got to really just relax about the whole thing because right. as soon as it's like super competitive and stuff it's no fun then and, and and that's not what it's really about. No. And most of the time, if you're in Maine and you're hunting hard, you're a good hunter. Yeah. You know, if you can stay committed and keep going, man, hats off. Because this is the
2: toughest place there is to kill deer. Yeah.
0: The killing. It's a great place to hunt. It's one of the it's best a hunting. Tough place to kill.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that's probably a bit more frustrating. You know, and I would imagine, we're kind of looking at this with our north, northern you know northeast centric kind of lens about having an abundance of space not that many deer but lots of space and relatively you know few hunters in the woods yes we really we have a lot of hunters like per capita but not for the size of the areas that are public land that you can hunt right so you know we're kind of looking at this with that perspective you got to keep that in mind too You know, I imagine that when you don't have a lot of public land and all of the hunters flock to it, it's frustrating when you go to your spot that you wanted to sit or that you wanted to go poke around and somebody's there.
0: Pennsylvania would be like super discouraging because I couldn't walk 50 yards without running into somebody. Right, you know, and if anything, I'm I'm worried about you know s- bullets going everywhere. Seriously, <laughs> right, some of you know, them some
2: of them West videos, my God.
0: Yeah, it. it the, you guys, the, hats off to you guys out there in the middle of all that. You know, Wisconsin or or any of them places where there's super yeah. millions of hunters and they're they're doing their best. Illinois and, and, and some guy like us that would be walking around and just messing it up everything you. up would be not good. <laughs> Even though some of them would benefit because them deer wouldn't lay Seriously. down, they'd be up today right mm-hmm. but like they'd also be in the next county <laughs> right? <laughs> and they would go running by your tree stand right and and like that's a big part of it i can remember a million times when when B was young and you're like your first year going to maine yeah and you were like 10 12 and
1: oh i was older than that i was it was after high school because i had my gear rifle for, you guys got me oh, like seven right, for graduation. Right after Ontario. It was right after Ontario when yep. you're like, okay, you've been in Ontario. You've proven that you – if yep. because when you double team in the woods, sometimes you get split up and the terrain changes, and you got to be able to handle it because this isn't – Right, this it's not home. This isn't home where you can just walk in any direction and hit a road. This is – got to work.
0: But, and, of course, when you're out there mentoring somebody – in any kind of bad mentoring is probably the worst kind of ethic. I think of all mm-hmm. is like bringing somebody into hunting and then having them do things that aren't cool. That's probably hated the worst of all, you know, or at and, least
1: like gray areas where it's like technically not. Illegal right, It's not illegal
2: to cut somebody off. It's not, no. especially it's not like if no. you know it and you're like, "Wow, well, we'll just, we'll just slide over here, hop around him and take that buck. We've been after that buck and they happen to be on it, but he crossed the road up here and we'll just jump on it. Yeah. it's not illegal no but it's it's ethics it's what do you want to do it's decision time yeah. and no one can tell you what's right or wrong especially out in the big woods and you have to you have to make that call for yourself and all of these you know you have to take that too these are all kind of our opinions on what we would do in scenarios and most of the time we take we take the more like passive just yep yeah, that's how it goes you know yeah. and mostly because we don't take deer hunting too too serious yeah it's serious in what it what it means to us, Mm -hmm. but it's the shooting deer is not the important part, right? It's not. And it's one thing to say that, but it's another thing to do that. And if you get upset when you get cut off, that means you were taking that book serious. You were taking that day serious and you wanted something out of it and now you're not getting it. Mm -hmm. You know, now that, you know, maybe that opportunity is lost for the day or all that, you know, like you and I, we had him, we had him, we oh, yeah. were calling beds, he was downhill, we were creeping, we had the wind, we had the footage, we were both laser focused, and we right. got cut off. Yep. And it's like, well, you can get upset about that, or you can go find another deer and do it again, because it doesn't say anything about you as a hunter. It's not like, you're a, it's not like you messed it up. Right. You know, this is kind of like the, the other half of the game, you know, the other person rolling dice, you mm-hmm. can only control so much, and if you get cut off, what are you going to do other than yeah. control yourself? You right? know, well, what do you remember, B,
0: with you and I meeting other hunters in Maine, like when we're driving down the road and we come on to somebody, what do you remember about some of that and how I talked to them and treated them and you
1: watched. Mm. As these, a, as a newbie. As a newbie. As a right? new hunter. Like we're going down, like we hunt Timpon Pond Road quite a bit. Mm. And like, well, I remember just, you always told me your job is to look in the woods. <laughs> My <laughs> job is to look for tracks. And I'm like. It, as passenger, <laughs> right now in your stage, okay, so I'm just I'm looking out in the woods, seeing what I can see, and then just look down the road, and there's a rig coming, and we kind of slide over a little bit so two rigs can go by, and it's like, as you're driving, if somebody is in the rig and wants to talk to you, they'll roll the window down. They'll, <laughs> they'll slow down. They'll slow down. They'll look win- directly at the you. The window will come down. That yeah. means I want to chat, even right. if it's brief. Yeah. If not, wave, smile, and move on right and yeah. you'll and feel the room sure right. you know if you're talking to somebody and they really they're like i kind of want to go i got i got an agenda today i have my plan and i want to get to it you gotta you gotta read that vibe and be oh, like yeah. and let them go respect
0: their Res- time Re- exactly. it's their deer season That's right. right
1: and a lot of people don't have the opportunity like we do for the time right right like we were speaking in our previous podcast like a lot of main hunters have one day and a weekend to hunt and that's all they get right so because you can't hunt sundays and mm-hmm. it's like you know what i'm here to hunt I, i'm sorry i
2: don't mean to be rude <laughs> i'm on business today yeah, yeah sometimes you got you got to do it oh you yeah gotta, you got to go you, you get can vibes often, and you say
0: see you you can often tell what uh what their mood is by the way they drive yes right if they're <laughs> coming places, at you doing 100 they got places to they to got places
2: to go right yep <laughs> this is the rule for the woods if, if you're going down a logging road or you're going down any little skid path or something and someone comes barreling up behind you you get out of the way
0: yeah you're in a vehicle
2: get out of the way pull over to the shoulder and let them get by because if you're just lollygagging and people have place to be don't hold up the line
0: yes that's kind of those the, those, those are the the big those. woods driving rules that is like rule somebody comes up and one. they're in a big yank, you let them go yep. and truthfully it doesn't change anything. No. If they're out ahead of you, you know, say it's a brand new snow and they're out there ahead of you looking around, they may take that track. They may not. They may may drive right over it and not see it. There may be one cross between them and you, right? Right. Like you could have ten rigs go down a road, turn around and come right. back out and you say, Boy, everybody's driven this road. There's no tracks out here don't matter. without even driving it. I, I drive it anyway because right. any in because one could cross it any time and I mean, that's the one you want the most. Right.
2: You go right. where you want to go regardless of what else is going on. If I'll, you really get to a yep. spot and there's a truck parked there and they walk uphill, you park there and walk downhill. Yeah. If they don't like it, sucks to suck. If you really want to go somewhere and you really want to hunt a deer, you go do it. It's public land. It's it's your deer just as well as it is theirs, and you go in there and do it. And don't feel bad about hunting and spending your deer season the way you want to. Do you need to be rude about it? Absolutely not, because yeah. that doesn't help anybody. Especially in you know the kind of hunting world that's being created, where it's all kind of showy. You know, mm-hmm. hunting's becoming kind of showy. Um, not that it always hasn't been, but you know, with I don't know, the kind of public views about it, anti things like that. The wor- the last thing we need is more conflicts between hunters. We yeah. don't need that. No. You know, you be as kind and courteous as you can to every everybody. And if someone's That's stepping out of line, you tell them too. Well, if they're walking up and disturbing you and you're understanding, your but like, dude, there's somebody here, seriously. Like, come on. You know, let's be considerate, and that probably is a bigger
0: part of uh, more Western ethics than us. You know, right. because you're running into way more people, right? Right, because yes, this, they're and especially sitters. Right. Like you, know, you, you come walking along just strolling through the woods and the guy's been sitting there in peace and quiet all this time. And Mm -hmm. he's thinking the longer I sit here, the more likely I am for a deer to come by. And he's put all this investment of four hours in it. And then you come lollygagging through. It's going to, he's not going to be real happy about that. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: I've done that a few, a few times. I've been just walking through the woods and I have, I see orange and like, I just stop. If I'm not on a deer track, I'm like, okay, there's a guy over there and I'm looking around. Is anybody else right here? Am I screwing anybody else's spot up? And if they may, if they see me or not, I just kind of wave and say, sorry. And I turn and I give them the nice wide berth because I don't want to ruin any other potential opportunity by constantly being in their zone. And it's, if I'm on a track and the guy's sitting there, that's another thing too. It's like, I've been on this deer all day. Mm -hmm. It's a nice deer. I'm going to follow it. I'm going to finish my track.
2: Yeah, it's going to, your your feelings about this kind of stuff is going to change day to day. When we had that heat wave last year, mm-hmm. 2021, you know, we split up with the rig, I go up, you swing more uh, east, technically, and mm-hmm. I go up on the west side near the power line, I'm working that, and I come through and I look down, and I worked my way up and behind a guy 30 yards in the woods, he's sitting there, and I could tell he's ignoring me, right, because he's looking downhill, and I was like, ugh. And I just know he through didn't there. hear you. He right. And it it's there. dead, silent, crispy. And I came down from like his left up the hill, and now I've come up behind him, and I don't I have no idea didn't how know. I didn't see him. You know, it was kind of thick and he picked a great spot. I'd have been dead. He'd yeah. shot me. No yeah, problem. If you were a deer. Right. If I was a deer, if I had horns, I'd probably be dead. <laughs> unless he's asleep. But <laughs> I see him right there and he's facing away and he's not moving. And I was like are you serious? And I felt so bad. Yeah. You know, and most of the time when a guy does that, they get into the scenario that, you know, I did where I I just walked. I walked through the whole thing, you know, and I come up behind him and I just went, crap. So I just turned complete opposite way and just kept trucking because what am I going to do? Yeah. I can't unwalk through his spot. No. Nope. And just because I went through doesn't mean the spot's ruined either. Oh, no. Right? Deer walk on our tracks behind us all the time yep. they smell us all the time and it's not like it's <laughs> not like that spot's ruined for eternity no nope. it's like it's just kind of half ruined while i was walking through i give it a 15 minutes it might be different
0: if somebody a half mile away could jump a deer and he'll come running right through right there. and that has got nothing to do with our, it.
2: you know the feelings that we have of having you know it's not there's a level to the amount of people we like in the woods with us but more often than not when you're hunting in a bigger area and there's not a lot of deer the more the merrier. Get them things moving because you have so much ground to cover, you know. especially if you're snow. If you don't have really all that great tracking conditions, get people in there. Get them moving. Get them jumping around because it's really the only prayer you have when you're in a giant ocean of
0: nothing. And it's sleep weather.
2: Right. You sit down, hang <laughs> oh, <yeah>. out. Lay <laughs> you know? down, take a nap.
0: And, of course, the main point is you don't want to pass, down, uh, pass up on an opportunity to be courteous. Right. Right. You know, and and you don't ever want to pass up on that. And if, if somebody seems to be following you and doing all kinds of, you know, like really picking your nose and, you know, Mm -hmm. they start asking you tons of really like kind of personal questions like, you know what chain i thought you, you said on. that was okay right? i'm a kid you said we were hunting together <laughs> he's there's, like who's this
2: guy following me there, oh, there's yeah. some
0: information you may want to give out some information you may not want to give right. out. right and you don't have and, to feel obligated to tell anybody anything. well of course not right. and like you may at different times be more open than you are at some times mm-hmm. and it doesn't take much of a really good buck to get people really tight-lipped mm-hmm. right and, and a lot of times you don't have to hear the information to get information. Right. And all day long, that's what we're basically doing is gathering information yep. all day long. So there's going to be a certain amount of stuff. And there's, right, the, you're going to hear some truths and some mm-hmm. not truths. For sure. And how much of it you're going to have to weigh and cipher it out yourself. And it's this nonstop decision-making thing. That's right. The other thing that's kind of attractive to tracking is like you could be the next decision you make could be the one that gets you the giant bigger than you've ever gotten before or but it could it. screw it yep and mm-hmm. you, know, you end up with zip right so there's this like non-stop decision making thing which to me i i like i
2: like it but well you're in the pilot seat yes when you most track, of the it's time it's like you're running the show you know the deer have a little you know obviously have a, have a part in it but you're making the calls yeah. You're seeing how it goes. You're go, you're you're the one reading the info. You're the one deciding what where to go, when to do it, how to do it, where to look, when not to look, when to grunt, when, you know, all these things. It's like the most the most interactive you could be in your hunt. Yep.
0: Yeah. You know. And that's kind of another thing for sticking with big ones. Yeah. Big ones tend to avoid other people, avoid where people go right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of them really big giant bucks, I'd rather go after them. The little guys will run through 15 stands. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah!
0: How many times have we run through deer through people's stands, and especially the smaller, younger deer, like the two and a half? Right. Yep. They will run right through those spots where you
2: know Four there's or a five guy stands there. in one day, but no one's ever in them. You well, know, how many stands we've run big bucks through, and no one's ever in their stand. You guys should be stand. sitting in your stands. <laughs> if we say we're gonna be somewhere at a time, go sit in your stand because he's coming through. Yep. <laughs> another um,
1: awkward. It, it was potentially very awkward situation where I ran in with another hunter. We were in Bozbuck and I had dropped you off in the, in the old Jeep, my old, uh, Way back. Old, Susie, old Susie. I dropped you off. You went up on the Northern Bozbuck and I went down and I went South of you, I think. Mm-hmm. And you had found all those moose sheds yeah. and you and I wasn't on anything. It was kind of a bluebird day, really loud, crunchy anyway. And you're like, yeah. Hey, I need some help. I found some beautiful sheds. They're brand new. I got eight of them. He's like, I got one big enough to drag them all in, but it's heavy. I laughed. All right, so I I I just barely got in the woods, so it wasn't any sweat off my back. So I burn down, get back in the jeep. I go where I dropped you off, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I'm going to hook around and work on the backside, cause that's where you're going to be." So i I do what I always do, and I just kind of walk in the woods. I'm rock, walking and grunting, and I look down at my GPS, I'm like, "Okay, I'm I'm still on point." I put it away. I grunt. I listen. I take a couple more steps, walk around some spruces. There's a guy standing there. With his gun in his hand, safety's off, his thumb's on it, his face is liquid paper white, and shaking like a leaf at about thirty <laughs> yards. He, he was probably in his mid-sixties. Yeah, and I thought he was going to throw up. I'm pretty sure he had his gun up, and all oh. of a sudden I come around the corner and I'm bright orange. You couldn't see. I couldn't see him. He had his orange on. Right. And we we're in New Hampshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see him through those spruces. Mm-hmm. It was so thick. But I just. Popped out, and all of a sudden, there's a guy standing there, and he's like, "I thought you were a deer." And I'm yeah. like, "Well, it's a good thing I'm not." Right? <laughs> I'm like, Cause I, "It'd be over." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "You just jumped a doe and in, in two fawns." 30, oh, and then you 30, grunted, and I grunted. Oh, you and sounded like the buck. I coming. sounded just like oh. he's like. I thought you were the buck, and wow. I'm like, "Well, it's a good thing I'm not today, because I'd be on your wall, wouldn't I?" Yeah. And I'm just trying to make it light. Like I'm not upset. Right. That's the risk you play.
2: No, you do. In this game. Right, and you were the mo- one moving in.
1: And right. I am mimicking a deer. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the chance I take. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's why you wear your orange.
0: And you oh, look. Yeah.
1: And you look.
0: Just cause some moves doesn't mean you, it's a hunter. Exactly.
1: Or not a hunter. Right. Right. And confirmation all the time. Yep. But I could have been and the gun wasn't pointed at me when I noticed but that does, doesn't mean it wasn't right. And cause he put his safety back on when we made eye contact, I right. could hear the click. It's yeah. very distinctive and I could choose to be upset by it mm. or I can be like, we're good. Nothing bad happened. Let's right. not make this worse in right. any, in any, right. And you can't,
2: you can't turn back the clock anyway. Right. So right. it's, it's like, like, move on, right. lighten it up. Yeah. yeah right. And Seriously. I just said, ha-
1: so I'm like, well, you're seeing deer. That's a good thing. And he's like, yeah. And he's trying to come. he's, he's,
2: he was, he was shocked. He was, yeah.
1: he didn't right. know how to handle the current situation. I said, mm-hmm. well, good luck to you. I hope mm-hmm. you see something and hey, get a big one. And yep. I just pressed on.
0: Right. Yep. And there's always that thing too of, um, say you run into landowner, mm-hmm. right? Um, we have a fair amount of land in Vermont. Um, and of course in Vermont, we have the right to hunt fish and fowl. Yep. Provided that the land isn't posted. Right. And and so like you can be out and just standing there and then all of a sudden here comes a dog. Rum 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 right through the woods. And then along comes the owner behind it and it's the landowner, right? Yep. You know, and you you've got a you've got to number one be okay with the dog right and whatever happens that's their property some dogs do or do not like you in the woods right Mm -hmm. i've had a couple of dogs that were pretty wild at me and then a couple that were like super friendly want to jump all over you right so there's there's always that opposite and the the landowner meeting a landowner where you've never before and you just happen to be running into them right then and how you handle that is always going to be a big part of it and being nice and open about it and being honest about it yep. and is and always being, the best. Being friendly, yeah, and, and also being also just, grateful. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yep. And in general, most of the time, uh, no matter where you go or what you do, you you almost have to plan out seeing people. You're going to yeah. see some people, yep. and if if you're sneaking around behind a bunch of houses someplace and you touch off your odd six, mm. it, it's like, what are people going to think when I shoot right here, and what kind of noise would it make? Right, yeah. Because if you're out in your flower bed and a thirty odd six goes off a hundred yards away and you weren't ready for it, oh, scared that yeah, of you. right. And and of course, even like with, turkey on is another great example, right? Mm-hmm. Of a whole bunch of people all seeing a turkey in a field, and then the the following morning they're practically in a fist fight at dawn over who can hunt there, who cannot hunt there, and yep. it was my bird, and you screwed us up, and right, those things are are. Sooner or later are going to happen to you, whether it's – and I'm not saying that you need to get in a fist fight over it. Those
1: situations could present themselves. Yeah, they could
0: pop up, and it could be on private land, public land, could be anywhere. And, uh, you know, when the landowner afterwards is telling me about it and how she had to go out there in her bathrobe and her pickup when she was woke up at 5 in the morning by one of the hunters, she did allow to go on her land, and she's having a squabble with somebody else. That it does not have permission there, and thought they did or whatever, and now they're practically fistfighting and she has to go out there and throw them both off her land.
2: Yeah, over it's just, a
0: stupid turkey. Yeah, a ten dollar turkey at Hannaford's Like, right, man, really, dude. You know, right. so there, there's going to be those kind of scenarios, and and as hunting goes, you know, doing your best to to kind of work through it all. You know, somebody's flashing their light at you; they're they're letting you know something. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, right.
2: be, be good about it well you you kind of when you're assuming the role of a hunter you you put a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility on your shoulders and there's the obvious stuff like you know you're carrying around lethal force and yada yada but there's also you have now become a representative for the sport and for conservation and yeah. you have to, you have to take that into consideration you're you're going to run into non-hunters you're going to run into landowners you're going to run into other hunters and you know you're a representative yeah. You're out here.
0: Also, too, though, like, you, you don't know? want to take it to an extreme, you know, and start, like, it's well, your land just because you were allowed to go there. And somebody else right. is in there, and, like, you you, you don't even know the whole story, and you're going off completely, right? Right. You, you, it's always best to stay really open when you're talking to somebody. And chill. And, and stay really relaxed about it and not, to not wind it up or make it more than there by assuming. Well, there's no right?
2: need. There's no need to get bent out of shape. It's a deer. Who cares? Like, right. relax. Yeah. There's, there's millions more. Go somewhere else. People will draw tons of assumptions, and that's what gets
0: you in trouble because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, well, I, I think this guy was doing this, and I think he was doing that, when it turns out maybe, maybe not, right? And talking about it, somebody will be uh, upset at somebody for breaking the law. Right. So the game warden gets a call saying, "Oh, so and so's got something that he shouldn't have, and yep. I'm pretty sure he can't shoot it this time of year." But I don't want to say nothing. I don't, I don't want to be involved. Well, right. then right. why are you calling right. right. But I, you need to know about this.
1: Well, that's why they well, have programs like Operation Game Thief. Well, where some where
0: some,
2: of that's good. some of that's good. Some of that's good. Some that's good,
0: but also too, like there's a level of like, like you can take it to an extreme and or you can not go quite far enough right so yeah you're always balancing you know how much do i want to insert right you don't you don't also want to
2: lay down for everything either because you know if you got to stand by your principles but you don't have to you don't have to escalate it you can be like dude you know i am a thousand percent sure that i was the only one with permission out here and you know i'm I will mention this to the landowner because what's you know, the deal? Right, this is you know X Y Z property and blah blah blah, and here's the deal. And you know, you know, you got to be reasonable about it. You know, and I ask a lot of out. questions.
0: It's always the best to ask questions. Don't talk a lot, right? Most of the time, um, you don't know all the information, right. and always. asking asking some questions that are relative relative to getting to the the like harder evidence of just just what's going on right. and, and to understand what you don't know because ninety nine percent of the time what you know is small and what you don't know is big, yeah yeah
2: also it's like if you're if you you're if you're that guy, if you're not the guy that's supposed to be there, it's like you got to own up to it too. You have oh, a responsibility yeah. to the game to your fellow hunters to yourself and to the landowners that to kind of own up, you know be an adult and you know take responsibility for that, say the way it is that's right, yeah. and it's like have we all done things wrong, yeah. yes. You know, and it's easier if you just like, okay, you know what, whatever. I always did my take best, a, especially taking medicine. out you guys or, or
0: even Alex or some of the younger hunters I ever took out. Yep. I always did my best to make sure it was a situation where there'd be a minimal amount of issues. Right. Right. I would minimize the risk to damage to you. Right. Right especially in the beginning. Even though eventually you would get bigger and broader, you would go farther, you would do it more, and then things would come along. right? Or you'd hear, even like the stories that we would trade. Mm -hmm. Like you and I'd be riding down the road and we'd trade stories with somebody and they would say, you know, that guy, who's that guy in that truck over there, right? So there's the gossip mill Mm -hmm. and that's usually nothing but trouble. So you got to kind of leave that alone. Just, I don't know, you know, you have to like there's always like a little room for silence and asking questions. Cause right. most of the time, if you have a problem, it's cause you're not asking the right
1: questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you're not asking yourself the right questions, Yeah, am I really doing what I should be doing right now? <laughs> Stuff right. like that. The other um, thing too, that you always kind of instilled with me, especially out in the really big woods where you're really far from anybody driving down the road. If you see somebody walking down the road, I always kind of slow down and give them the opportunity to flag me down because sometimes yep. they might be a long way from their rig. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Or how many people we've given a ride to or something. Right. That. Or yeah, like so. they're looking for s- some help. Had like, a
2: couple people pick
1: us up too. Just the courtesy. Mm-hmm. Give everybody opportunity. Give everybody and yourself the opportunity to be courteous. Yeah.
0: And, and also, too, if somebody doesn't want anything leave them alone
1: they'll let you know oh yeah you've got to read yeah. the room yeah read so we always
0: like how are you doing you need a ride or anything and we, we're always willing yeah. to yep. shuffle all of our garbage out of the back seat so somebody can <laughs> all of our plastic all our wrappers and, that's yeah. right yeah. soda
2: cans that's right
0: yeah. yeah and and there's a fair amount of like information exchange that's good sometimes and then sometimes too you know what um go learn on your own Right. Right. There there has to be a certain amount of that. And that's, that's,
2: don't care. Boom, boom. Go (laughs) go have fun. I don't know
0: how many times we've like pointed moose hunters to like some really good moose. Oh, yeah. And then they didn't take
2: advantage of it. Right. Right. Yeah. A lot of the advice you're going to give, people are not going to make moves on it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of always like, we're not worried about it. Somebody asks, like, where you shot that buck? Over here. Here are the coordinates. Go. Go. Oh. The
1: coordinates of the gut pile? I
2: mean, yeah. Do you? Or like, it's a good spot. Where do you guys, what do you think about this area? Mm, it kind of sucks because of this, 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 this. Right over there is a little bit better because it's got some more of that. Yeah. You know, and because when we started sharing information, things started getting you know better for us. We shot more deer when we were the guys telling people where to go for whatever reason.
0: Right well, around that time. Sharing information is like doing a good deed, right? Because yeah. it ends up coming
1: back. Yep. you really do because you and end it's up a multiplier, you always get back more than what you give, whether a, it's good, bad or otherwise a lot of times that that's has been the case for us yep. and and it's yeah.
0: a like part of that competitive mindset thing that I've just tried to throw away as much as I can, like right. there isn't enough deer, well, baloney, there isn't enough deer. there's right. always a big deer big deer in every chunk of woods everywhere there's always at least one, yep, mm-hmm. and if there isn't, it's pretty rare right um and it isn't does that doesn't mean four people aren't after the same
2: buck you are. Right. You know, because right. they very we've, well could be. We've seen that many, we've many times. We've had chats with many people that are like, oh, yeah, again." And it almost is like it becomes like a, a cool little culture. You know, it, it creates like a camaraderie between you and strangers. Like you're running the gas station. And you're like, did you get him yet? No, we had him going over here and did that. And you're like, oh, well, we saw him over here, you know. And, it like, yeah. it's cool. It, it makes – you know it has a way of making the places you go and the deer that you chase and kind of like legendary and like a mm-hmm. community thing you know it's fun oh, to sure. get to a gas station and you know shoot the hay with a guy that you just saw a little while ago well, why did you go over there and how to go yeah. over here and yeah. you know you know and i like some of my bubble conclusions popped Right. yeah
0: I draw a conclusion about where some people were hunting or what they had going or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. a, a buck goes across Surprise. the road. Yeah. And, and they get out on it and they're looking at it and they walk out a little ways and then they decide not to take it. They drive down the road, they go farther and go, you know, say they take a right and the deer is now cross that right and they get on it over there and they pick up and this is a different deer, right? Mm-hmm. What they yeah. notice or don't notice Yep. I, I spent a fair amount of time just looking in the snow at what other people did yep. like, because that's part of tracking too. Yeah.
2: And, and how good a walker they are and oh, yeah. how big a stride. If they we have come on your tracks in the woods, we step in your footprints and we walk like you walk. And we try to see, we try to imagine who you are based on what your footprints are. You know, we do, we track people all the time. You can tell a lot
0: about a person's walking ability by w- stepping in their tracks. Mm-hmm. If, if, if Justin Pooling gets behind me and walks in my tracks, right? <laughs> he, he knows it's me. <laughs> yep. That's Rodney. Yeah.
2: I Cocoa better, Puff. I better not follow. <laughs> Cocoa Puff. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great.
1: <laughs> I'll be able to see everywhere I go.
2: <laughs> he does not swim,
0: he does not like swimming. Right. So there's a lot to learn that way. Yeah. And, and it's neat to see what some people see and what some don't and there's been many times i don't know how many times we've been driving down the road doing 100 and way up on the bank you see one little hole and it's like stop the rig and you back up and you climb up the bank and you get up there and there's one little hole up there and there's a deer right there that thing jumped the road landed in the tire Mm -hmm. tracks and jumped again and landed way up on the top and you get up there and you get on it and you get going and somebody else comes along and you're in the woods 100 yards right So they already know where you're headed and what's going on. And then they get out and go downhill and look at what you got, right? Mm -hmm. Let's see what's in here, right? I'm always checking it out because I want to know how big a buck is that one? Mm -hmm. What do we got here, right? So there's all this road sniffing going on all the time. And, of course, the more the more you have, especially in an area like us, where there's tons and tons of people doing the same thing, everybody's crawling on top of each other all the time, and it doesn't take too long, and you might meet the same truck four times on four different roads, all of them looking, and yeah, you just, yeah. So- Your wave gets less enthusiastic every time. It's (laughs) like, dude, you wanna just carpool or what? (laughs) (laughs) We got room in here. And then all of a sudden, one will go across, and you'll be like, ooh, here we go. Mm and then take off into the woods barking like hell running up over them just like a
1: beagle and during rabbit season
0: yeah yeah so it's it's fun but there's going to be lots and lots of decisions that you'll make and and you'll start drawing conclusions even at the check station or yep whatever you know and you know us we we get there Eight o'clock, right? We, we pull into the gas station Always in you know, the morning. In the morning, yeah. We you know? roll
2: out of bed at seven thirty, have breakfast by eight, in the woods by nine, right? Jimmy's like about time we get out of bed, ain't it? Right.
1: <laughs> so. And then we shoot, then dad shoots the deer at noon. <laughs> Casey shoots one at yeah, 10. Casey right? rolls into camp at 11 o'clock. And he's like, oh, all right, I guess I'll go out. I'll, yeah. I'll just walk behind camp. Wow, 200. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes we'll we'll have that kind of nonchalant kind of attitude. And you can tell the difference between the people who are super get right into it, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And personally, I just let them go. Just go ahead and go running out there and give her some. And If you're in a hurry and you
2: want to get out there, go ahead like yeah. i don't want to stand in your way right
0: and very well a lot of times they'll them early guys will get on them get it way up in the mountain bust them put them down across the road and when we're there at nine o'clock Ooh, we come we're on out, on it out, it out, out there and the then tr- it's like oh sorry got your buck you know mm. sorry didn't mean to you Here know or whatever and you may learn after the fact of mm-hmm. how it went and yep. i apologize for anybody that we might have elbowed
2: ever i'm didn't, sure didn't we've mean to do that you know i'm sure we've Rub people easy. the wrong way and cut people off and took somebody's deer they work hard for. And, and you never know. know and yep. you don't know. And, yep. you know, and of course, you know, you you also don't apologize. If you did everything right and you did it to the best of your ability, don't apologize for shooting a deer. If you were, you know, you did it legally, you did it ethically, you worked your butt off and you shot him, don't apologize. If someone's like, oh, that's my deer, I had him on camera. Cool story. He's in my truck. Right. Like, don't feel bad. <laughs> no. The amount of times we've felt like, oh, I had you know xyz pictures of that deer is over i've been trying to get him for years and you go well cool. my tags in sorry here. cool and you go I want to hold him <laughs> like what do you <laughs> you know don't feel bad for your success right. you shouldn't you know there isn't much you can do there you just no. you have to and you just try to keep keep everybody in good spirits and you know don't don't be that kind of rub it in your face guy but also you know don't feel bad that's the way it is yeah and you're gonna you're gonna run into this stuff, and from day to day, you'll decide who you want to be as a hunter and and what you're gonna do in any one given scenario. And mm-hmm. and we all we do our best to make sure that we're growing as hunters and as people. We have to really maintain our
0: solidarity as as sports people we as do. much as possible because in the future here, that's solidarity is going to get tested. Right, that's what the anti is going to do. They're going to test your solidarity. So like. In the end, you want to you know, show reverence. Yep. You show reverence to the animal, you show reverence to the landowner and the land, and you show reverence to other hunters, and you show reverence to yourself. Right? That's right. It's the lack of reverence that it, the anti
2: really has a problem with. Yep. Yeah, it's the principle, and it's, it's the feelings behind it. That's you right. A little bit of gratitude goes a long way. You know? Big time.
1: I had that, um, actually a great example of that was school bus buck from last year. Oh yeah. Um, I got done the hunt. I went headed back home. I was home for a day because it was, it was in between and I was getting everything processed and I was going for just a hike around the local park. And Mm -hmm. this lady, uh, who we know really Tara and I know really well, she's, um, an anti, she was an anti hunter. And a vegan, which is nothing. That's her lifestyle. That's how she chooses to live. I got no problem with that. She saw me and she goes, hey, I saw your video. Because Tara just barely posted it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you did. And I'm like, here we go. (laughs) And she says, she was quiet for a moment. She says, you know, I get it. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I'm just waiting. And she says, I get why you do it. She goes, I watched the video. It was wonderful. And I get it. She goes, I'm not going to eat any meat, but I understand why now. Why
2: you choose to why, do and it. And that's mm-hmm. what she
1: was referring to. She goes, I understand right. why you are doing what you do. And wh- now I, under- I, I get why you're doing it. That's sh- huge. Because you laid it on the table, she said.
2: She goes. Is that not what th- this whole
0: thing needs? Right. That is what this thing it's, needs.
2: It's about time that hunters tell the truth about why you actually do it. It's about time that we take responsibility for what it actually is that we're doing. Right. Stop stop BSing that you're doing it for conservation and all this crap. If you're a trophy hunter, own up to it and there's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody doesn't agree with it, sucks to suck. You're not doing anything wrong. You're
1: allowed you're to have you being you. If opinion. you're a hunter,
2: that's the beauty of America, you know? And you tell the truth, you know, but you don't have to be so one-sided about the whole thing. You know, her having a willingness to look at that to even click on that to Mm -hmm. let that roll is huge Mm -hmm. and to change somebody's mind that's that's massive especially when they're they're starting
0: from an emotional level right they're looking at it emotionally and you looked at it emotionally and she could connect with that right see that's that's a a key key thing with with all of this is that when it's a human psychology thing Yeah, which we
2: need some psychologists around fish and wildlife and conservation too.
0: There's some, and of course, in order to understand other people, you have to understand yourself really well. Right. Because now you're, you're less apologetic or prideful and you're more open. Right. And when you're open to yourself, especially now you can be more open to others. Right. And and you're more willing to question everything and to want to know the real answers to things. And when it comes to taking another wild thing's life, which is should be a reverent thing, right? It's, if it's okay for the Indian to hunt, it should be okay for the modern man to hunt. Right. What's the difference? If it's okay for if a coyote to hunt. Yeah. What's the difference? Like at some point you're you're gonna to have to get to that stage where you're thinking about, well, why do we do what we do? And you have to ask yourself, why are you deer hunting? Why? And is it a solid enough reason? Are there other reasons you might not even thought about? Is there reasons that you're forgetting? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are all very important. And somewhere in the the crux of the entire thing comes down to like the satisfaction you know are you getting your satisfaction properly and, yep. and is it rewarding are you building and becoming because of it and what are you becoming because of it for sure those are all important things I mean otherwise that what's the deer's life's value right right if the deer's life's value is increased through you like he said when he was holding on to those deer's antlers right mm-hmm all those years that you've been killing deer, right? That, that matters. And when that matters to nature, it matters to man's nature and it matters to all things. Now you're useful, right? That's a useful thing. If it doesn't matter, it's not so useful and nature isn't going to like that very much. I mean, what the point of the whole thing is that it matters, that it all matters. Right. And when you, when you, It's nice to get caught up in the details. Yeah. We love to get caught up in all kinds of details. You know, how many inches, how many pounds, right? Right. And we we like the, ooh, made Mm -hmm. the 200, right? But in the end, keeping that broad perspective of the reasons. Right. And the wider view is always important. Mm -hmm. And you have to always leave your looking at nature in the widest possible view. Well, there's so many variables. Oh, yes. It's intricate. It is like an ant is an intricate thing. Oh, my goodness. And all the work it took to make an ant and all the work it took to make a human being, it's about the same amount, right? So, like, at some point, if you say you love nature and you say you love life and you say you love things and now you treat them with reverence, whether it's that other hunter, Mm -hmm. whether it's the coyote, whether it's the deer or the tree Or yourself right when you have reverence for all things and you don't show a lack of reverence like you don't even have to be super thankful for the stuff you have you just have to not be disrespectful, have
1: yeah right have some respect for yourself and the lack of reverence is
0: a bigger issue for the modern man in some examples when you see it all see in the old days you didn't see anybody being irreverent because it wasn't on film it wasn't broadcast there weren't pictures of it right so that that part of it has changed things tremendously and and now you have to you have to have more eyes that are actually on you right right when we taught ethics and hunter safety it's like what would you do if no one was watching you Mm -hmm. well now it's almost like what would you do if everyone was watching you see there's there's this huge difference that's happened and we as a as people have have to learn how to handle this, and we've only had no time to even right? get used to it. <laughs> well, just simply
1: look at what happens at a check-in station when you roll in with a deer. Oh, yeah. How many people with their—everybody's got a camera in their pocket. Mm-hmm. How many people walk up and are taking pictures and talking, and everybody's watching? Mm-hmm. You have no idea who's watching. and. You can pretty much always plan on being in the woods. Somebody can see you, and you're, in, you're not there alone. <laughs> really, you've got to plan on not being alone in those woods. Right. Even if you're in 164 square acres of nothing, yeah. odds are good.
0: Not too far away. There could be something. We're
2: going to get into this uh, in another upcoming podcast, and it's going to talk more about the individual hunter's responsibility and how to, how to take hunting you know, to the next level and how to how to keep it as an evolution and you know bring it with us as man progresses in his society you know but also keep that you know that direct kind of connection to to the wild things and wild places and you know what an individual hunter can do because that is one of the things that's been a struggle with the internet with social media and all that jazz but it's also the individual hunter has never had more power to make a difference than they do right now oh, and no, everybody's I'm discouraged sure. you know because yeah. there's a lot of voices out there but your voice has never mattered and never been as powerful as it is now and your actions and what you do and the, how you show it and how you demonstrate who you are is so incredibly powerful and you know hunting's going to go hunting in the hunter and that it's you know in its place in society is going to go through the gauntlet pretty quick mm-hmm. and you know new england might be might be the battleground for for hunting and the, its place in society and we're going to talk about what you know what we plan on doing as a part of the hunting community and how we want to make sure that you know wild places and wild things are here for generations and they have not only the ability to appreciate it from a distance but they have the right and the means to get close and personal Mm -hmm. how to touch it how to get involved with it still being able to pull a fish out of the water still be able to lay a buck down and feed your family like these things are important if we want to keep it we need to look farther down the road not just to the next deer season we're going to jump
0: into that full blast i want to thank you all for listening and uh, check out this next one coming up because this is going to be a little more how-to on a lot of a uh, lot of things, especially when it comes to fish and wildlife politics, being involved in all aspects of it, and uh, maybe we can have some good serious discussion about some of those things because that is this is the time of year for that. Um, there's a lot of bills that are getting introduced and a lot of stuff happening on the ground and out in the herd the word of the herd so we're going to be Mm -hmm. looking at that next i want to thank you all for listening and uh happy hunting guys take care we'll see you next time
1: have fun